Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Brownstown USA. I'm your humble, gracious host, L.A. Broadus, and of course, I couldn't do this alone with my partner across from me, Mr. Eric, a.k.a. Stashball, man in the house. So, uh, this show is going to be action-packed because it's been a while since we've talked. So, we're going to go over some things. Um, we're going to brush over some of the things that we uh, have been hearing, some things that, uh, you know, to give you our opinions on what has happened with the Browns. Uh, but I know at this point, you know, there's so much that has went on with this team already. So, we're going to try not to... Uh, kind of beat a dead horse in a sense because I know that this has been talked about but the thing with me and Eric is when we try to bring y'all a show we try to get all the facts together put everything together so that we can make sure we give y'all the best content out there available uh now before we get into it Eric you uh, you across from me looking mighty dapper today sir how you doing I'm hanging in and man Larry will get you at We'll get you just about anywhere in my book, but it's going all right. Uh, been a little bit of a weird morning, just going back and forth from one place to another, but I'm hanging in. How about yourself, man? Doing pretty good. Uh, went out and got a nice little uh, steak, egg, and cheese bagel from McDonald's, so that's always good to start your day off right. And, uh, and man, I mean, there's a lot of news out there, a lot of news, and I know that you've been out in these brown streets putting up some great content, by the way. Um, and if you guys want to check that out, make sure you follow us on all social media at Brownstown USA, uh, because we, we pretty much are going to have the news for you, you know, right when it breaks. Um, any kind of moves that the Browns do, whether they're looking into somebody um, or whether we signed them or traded them or released them, whatever it is, Eric does a great job over on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, for the Brownstown USA handle. So, Eric, let's go ahead and get this out the way already, right? Uh, we brought in Deshaun Watson, right? Uh, you know, everybody thought that uh, we weren't going to get him, including myself. Uh, I mean, that's kind of how it went down. As far as the timeline, let's go ahead and make sure that everybody knows what the timeline is right off the top, okay? Deshaun Watson dwindled down to four teams. Then he dwindled it down. Browns were told that they were out of it. But then he called the Browns back, and this is key, okay? Because I've been seeing all kinds of reports. A lot of people outside of our fan base don't know this. Our fan base is starting to get the gist of it now. But, yes, Deshaun Watson called us back. He took a moment to think about it. There's a great, great one-on-one -on -one exclusive interview with him and Nathan Zagura on uh, the Browns page on YouTube. If you guys want to check that out, a one-on-one -on -one exclusive. He explains it then. He explained it at his uh, press conference. He called us back. Decided we were the best option for him as far as the overall team, um, as far as being able to win. Um, and we went from there. We gave him the richest contract in NFL history, $230 million guaranteed. Guaranteed. $230 million guaranteed. But this is the one thing, Eric, before I throw it back to you, that I wanted to get past everybody. The $230 million guaranteed, everybody was in an uproar, too, because it seems like whatever the Browns do right now, we're public enemy number one because we took a chance on this guy. We're not going to get into the whole deep stuff over there. I'm pretty sure, and we talked about it privately on our message. We know how we feel about it, so we're not going to get into that. Uh, but the low base at the front, his 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 first year, it's only going to be like a million and some change cap hit at first. Look, guys, if you look at all the Browns' big contracts, the, the Miles Garrett contract, uh, the Nick Chubb contract, any of these contracts that they do, and around the NFL, guys, take a look at everybody else's um, contracts around the NFL. Mostly everybody gets a low base salary that first year. It's just the NFL standard. That's what they do. They like to backload the contracts. And, and as far as the cap hit, basically kick the expense down the road for later on and then deal with it, renegotiate it, changing it to a, a signing bonus or something like that that year. That's how they do it. So please do not and stop the narrative of the Browns trying to do this man a favor in case he gets suspended or whatnot. And we'll definitely bring, um, you know, our predictions into that as well. But, Eric, as far as what I said so far, what do you think about it? Where are you sitting on it? What's going on? Honestly, I think, you know, from a, uh, what do you, from a football standpoint, I get it, to be honest with you. Like, I do think, you know, for the right reasons, they did – do the right move, do the right thing. They did their due diligence, and I think that's something 
fans may not ultimately get, but that's just what it is. I mean, you do. We've done due diligence at every position so far. So, no, but for lack of a better word, nobody is replaceable on this team right now, and that's how it should be at this point. Like we said, the same. I believe we went back and said the same thing with Odell Beckham Jr. That if someone's not doing your job, you're going to be gone, and then eventually you, uh, what do you call? It? Eventually you were, you are going to find someone to replace him. Browns did. They made the run. And you know what? That's fine here. Like, this timeline that we had with it, I do think, you know, you nailed it right on the head perfectly. You did talk about everything that we needed to talk about with uh, just in regards to how it went down. But it does say a lot when somebody is actually willing to reconsider everything like that. I mean, especially considering that we've had people, like, in the last probably five years that I just laugh at the concept of coming here. I mean, remember, it was only like three or four years ago that we had Tony Jefferson, the safety who's now with or was with the Baltimore Ravens, say, ha-ha, I'm never going to join the Browns. I tried putting myself in one of their jerseys in Madden, and I couldn't stop laughing. So what does that tell you? Well, I seen a tweet earlier today, and I wish I could remember who sent it because I would definitely give them credit because I, I don't mind doing that. But the one thing that it seems like, and um, and we've been hearing rumors as far as like saying the rest of the league, uh, you know, is mad at the Browns for doing this. Uh, you know, a lot of fans are bringing it up like, oh, only the Browns would do something like this. This is crazy, right? Well, first of all, Andrew Barry, our GM, plays chess, not checkers. There's a couple of quarterbacks, even in our division, or yeah, even in our uh, conference in our division as well, that these teams are going to have to start looking at contracts like this. What the Browns did is they reset the market, but they wanted to beat everybody to the punch first. So they did that. And then also, too, everybody's saying, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't believe the Browns did that. There's plenty of reports out there saying that there were 10 to 13 teams that looked into Deshaun Watson as well. So we're not the only football team to look into Deshaun Watson. When it boils down to it, agree or disagree, and I don't think anybody would agree with his actions, but agree or disagree about it. This is still football, and we've seen even even worse uh, even worse actions happen where players have still got another chance. When it boils down to it is the guy has talent, and if you have Talent in in most of the sports leagues, whether it's the NBA, whether it's uh, the NFL, you're going to see these guys get another chance. Is it right? No, but it happens. Okay, and 10 to 13 other teams looked into Deshaun Watson as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting tired of people saying or it seems like it seems like people love the fact that the Browns were the running joke of the league. Right. So we go out and we make a huge move like this. And now people are, are uncomfortable because now they can't just say, oh, well, we don't know, or we can't put out those same jokes about the Browns. It's like, for whatever reason, because we were that running joke for so long, now people are scrambling to try to find something else to say about it. But there were 10 to 13 other teams out there looking at Deshaun. Absolutely. And that's also not to mention, if you, I mean, if the, not just the fact that those same teams were doing all this, the same fact of the matter is they probably would have had to do the same thing with this contract if we're going to be realistic here. I mean, look, the fact is we were the team that got him. Yes, we were the team that had to pay him. Yes, but guess what? Any team that got him in a trade was going to have to do it. I mean, it's not like Matt Ryan, who had, I think, a couple years left on that contract, but is seen as more of a bridge quarterback. Same thing with Carson Wentz, who uh, went from Indy to the uh, Washington Commanders. No matter what happens, when you trade for a player, you're going to have to give him a new contract sooner rather than later if you intend to hold on to him. And that's also not to mention the money that the Browns did give to Sean Watson. I hate to break it to a lot of people. That's going to be the future of the NFL. We're seeing Patrick Mahomes make a little less than Watson. Like a couple million more, I mean, a couple million less than him. Josh Allen got, I mean, got paid uh, pretty decently. And I'm just going to say it. I think Lamar Jackson was probably looking at that number and now is probably reevaluating it since he has that MVP award and since he has really been a big force with the Ravens. Like, the fact, and that's not even to mention, 
what happens when Joe Burrow's contract comes up in a couple years? They're going to be paying out the wazoo uh, when you really think about it. But, you know, I think fans look at the number and they think, oh, my God, we made this horrible mistake. We crippled ourselves. But the fact is we were going to hit this number eventually. It's just a question of if you're trying to win now or if you're kicking the can down the road with a potential quarterback in the draft. Right, right. And I mean, like I said, again, the way that everything is going with the cap and stuff and the way that these guys are playing, the way that these quarterbacks are playing and seeing that they are so much more important to the franchise bringing in that money, uh, the contrast was getting there. I mean, we've seen a guy like Kirk Cousins, you know, get so much guaranteed every single year he resigns back with the Vikings. Uh, we just seen Aaron Rodgers get paid, like, you know, like you probably said. And, um, you know, so this was going that route. It's just that the Browns are the first to do it. So now everybody's like, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it's coming, especially like I see for a guy like Lamar Jackson. It's coming. So just keep on the lookout with that. Now, Eric, what everybody's looking at, and, and of course, you know, the entire league is looking at, everybody got their eyes on, is how long will this guy get suspended? Now, I've heard several different reports and just rumors and stuff like that, especially – uh, give a, uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to Mary Kay because she was just down there at the owners meetings and she, uh, she oh, gave a, you know, she, she gave a report as far as what she, what she felt down there and what she was hearing. Uh, if, if, from what you had been hearing on the streets and everything, what do you think, what is your prediction for how long you think he'll get suspended this year? If at all. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and nip one thing in the bud. He's going to get suspended. Like, a lot of people are saying that even though it didn't go, that the grand jury chose not to indict, it's pretty clear he's going to get suspended at least a couple games. Now, my personal prediction, and the main reason why, is because we've seen people like Ben Roethlisberger, like Kareem Hunt, like Ray Lewis get suspended for uh, games, I believe. And, and for doing something but not getting indicted. So it's going to be a clear case. Even if he wins these civil cases, he's going to get at least two or three games minimum. As for a uh, as for a full-on suspension, I, at this point, I would probably put it between mm, probably sit, like four to maybe seven, to be honest. A lot of it's going to hinge on what happens with these civil cases that he has already come out and said that he is fighting. Like the fact of the matter is people need to realize, yeah, the vol, I mean, not the volume, sorry, the quantity of these uh, issues looks bad. However, when you get into the details and minutia of the case, the volume might not be exactly what you think, if that makes sense. Like he, I, I don't doubt that he did do at least a couple of them, I do think that the civil cases are going to show that, yeah, some of these uh, women probably, I'm not going to say didn't do, I, I'm not going to say making it up because, quite frankly, I don't, I wasn't there. I'm not going to assume. Well, let, let, let's, let, let's, let's try to steer away from that part of it. Just, right. yeah, let's, yeah. I'm <laughs> let's just get this, right, get this like, suspicious out the way. Right, like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm thinking between... Four to seven or eight games, to be honest, at this point. Like, the fact is, if it's going to civil, if it's going to be a civil case or come down to civil cases, I don't think it's going to be, like, as harsh of a penalty. I mean, Big Ben got six games, so I think that might be the median uh, starting point at this point. Okay. And, um, you know, at first I, I would have agreed with you. I was at, uh, like, four games myself. Uh, but from everything that I've been hearing, and especially like how they're doing it now, um, where they have a third party that's investigating it, and then the third party is going to come out and make their decision that's going to tell Roger Goodell. The biggest thing that's that's been the key here is, first of all, it's the third party uh, that the NFL is using. Secondly, uh, with the civil cases they actually came out and said that they were going to be patient to see how this all unfolds. Now, Deshaun continues to fight the civil cases. Roger has already came out and said that he wasn't going to put them on the exempt list or anything like that. So what, what I can see possibly happening here is that until these civil cases start to fall for him, whether he 
settles or whether he battles them and wins or whatever the case may be, we're not going to see anything until some of those start to fall. Now, with him saying that he's going to battle them, that might mean that it's going to be a while until we actually get a resolution on this. So where I'm starting to shift my mind to is maybe that he might be in the clear this season, and then maybe we see something coming out you know, later on towards the end of the season or something like that, which makes me kind of scared because if we do really, really well, last thing I want to come out is that something like this comes out and then all of a sudden we're looking at possibly him not being there, say we make the playoffs or something like that. So, but whatever the case may be, we are not going to get a resolution on this anytime soon. And Roger Goodell already said that he's not putting them on the exempt list. So what that means, fans, is, hey, He's going to be at the facility. He's showing up for the um, off-season training program that comes up in, I think, a week or two. Uh, and, uh, he, you know, he's already got the playbook. He, he's he's doing his thing, and he's trying to work out with people um, like Amari Cooper and all of them. So, uh, and then we've seen uh, Kareem Hunt. i uh, seen a video of Kareem Hunt, Anthony Walker. They're out there training. So everybody's getting in the gear. So, uh, you know, hey, look. We'll see what it is. This is a very weird situation, of course. And like I said, a very touchy situation. So, again, nobody at Brownstown USA is condoning anything that he's done. We we are not trying to go back as far as the innocent and guilt thing here. We're just trying to put everything out, be straightforward with that. If you have any questions for us, definitely make sure you hit our inbox um, or you can hit us individually, me at LA underscore broadest or my man Stashball at Stashball on Twitter as well. So, um, you know, you can ask questions about that. Now, the next thing I want to transition into, uh, Eric, is the football of it. What do you see Deshaun Watson doing for us on the field? A lot more than we were getting with our previous guy. I'm just going to say that. Like, not you got to no, throw shots. Always throw no, shots. No, I'm, let me go ahead and just say this. Like, the fact of the matter is, Deshaun Watson, if you ask almost anybody, they'll tell you that Watson is that type of quarterback that can be a top five quarterback in – I am in the league when healthy, not just in a conference, but in the league. That's something that, no offense to uh, he who we'll talk about later, but we kind of need that. And the proof of that is just looking at the team that just won the Super Bowl, the Los, An- the Los Angeles Rams. Like, it's the same. I hate to say it, it's the same exact situation, minus. The uh, contract and the questionable contract that they gave out to Jared Goff. Like, I just look at Deshaun Watson. He's got real good wheels. He's got a pretty good, he's got a good arm. He's accurate. And as much as we know what's going on right now in the cases he's fighting, he's also someone that has been seen as a team leader. Like, everybody is quick to jump on the whole he quit on the team thing, but... Think about the leaders that did quit from that team. It wasn't just him. J.J. Watt wanted out. Uh, what's his name? Honey Badger really wanted out after a while, and he was considered a team leader. Everybody was ready to leave that team because, let's just be honest, Houston doesn't have any sense of direction. So if that's the case, you can't have a leader with no sense of direction. So I think that Watson is the the type of player Cleveland has been needing on the offense at that position. I mean, for the last four years, it's been all Jarvis. We need the quarterback to step up, and now you get a quarterback that has done it in the past and will continue, and hopefully will continue to do it. Yeah, I got to agree with a lot of your points. Um, you know, like I said, as far as strictly on the field, he uh, he has been a leader on the field. Uh, great accuracy. A lot of the film that I was watching um, from our guy, Jake Burns, uh, he was breaking down his film and stuff like that. Uh, watching throws with anticipation, um, which is something that we we didn't see from the quarterback position. Uh, he also has he's a lot more mobile than Baker as well. Um, and so he which means that not that we're just going to see him scrambling all around the field like how Lamar Jackson does. But we will see him being able to do those run pass options a little bit more. Uh, do the bootlegs a little bit more. And then the one thing about Deshaun that I've seen in his videos, which may be a knock on him sometimes, but, you know, he will take off and, and make sure that he gets down the field with his legs as well. Um, I know he's pretty good um, as far as at the goal line too. So 
uh, we, you know, we may see a lot of that as well, like him doing quarterback sneaks and stuff, which is a, a very, very good thing to have on the field. Now, um, and, and, and this look, and again, I know we're Browns fans and we cover the Browns, but I'm not going to poo-poo all over Tex- the Texans. There was one guy in particular that really kind of burned down that that uh, that franchise, and that was Bill O'Brien. And then also to the the owner that had passed away, we all know about like what he he was saying at first too before he had passed away. But I'm not gonna speak ill of the dead or anything like that. No. But um, you know, talking to some Texans fans, and uh, by the way, guys, if you you know, um, I don't know if you've done it, Eric, but you know, Twitter Spaces is kind of the biggest thing right now. But uh, I was able to you know talk to some Texans fans in in their space and everything and. And figure out that they, you know, they they feel like they're going up. They feel like that once they traded Deshaun, uh, they got probably, you know, what was left of what was a bad situation going on with the Texans, and now they kind of see the light of a new day. Uh, so we will see how that franchise does. Um, but you know, it it is what it is. Deshaun Watson is here, guys, and uh, and we'll see how everything, um, you know, how how everything goes. So let's let's move over to uh. The guy that we, you know, is just the lightning rod, the needle mover, um, Baker Mayfield. Uh, let's let's break down his timeline, right? You know, um, the Browns told him in his camp that if uh, Deshaun Watson were to become available or if they even had a chance, they told him that they would explore explore that uh, at the combine. I think they told him a little bit before that as well. I've seen in some other reports they said that they would look into upgrading that position if Deshaun Watson, if Russell Wilson. Um, or if Aaron Rodgers became available to them. Of course, we know what happened with Aaron Rodgers. We know, um, and then we know that, uh, you know, Russell Wilson got traded to Denver. So that left Deshaun Watson. So they were up front with Baker's camp. They knew about it. But once the reports hit that, uh, that they were looking into Deshaun Watson, Baker responded the next day or two and, and came out with a fair, pretty much a farewell le- um, letter to Cleveland. Now, the thing that makes it murky for a lot of people out there is because of the fact we've seen the farewell letter from Baker. But then we also a couple of days later got the report from Deshaun that he didn't want to come here, right? <laughs> so then it made into this wild frenzy about, oh man, the Browns being the Browns. Now we might have to go back and reconcile with Baker and will he come back and this, that, and the other. And that happened for about a day or two until Deshaun actually ultimately chose us, right? So that's the timeline for Baker. But just like the actual 49ers as well, what they're going through with Jimmy G. Baker is still hearing on this roster, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen some reports out there saying the Browns wanted a first. That is false. They did not want a first. I did see a report, though, saying that they were looking at either a second or a third. That's a little bit more believable for me, but they know they weren't getting a first for Baker. Um, also, too, the biggest thing, too, that we've been hearing is that the fact that these teams are hesitant because if you really look around the league, there's not that many teams that need a starting starting quarterback anymore. And so... If that's the case, if Baker were to say go to a Temple, right, and sit behind uh, a Tom Brady for a year or so like that, there's no way that Temple would want to pay what what his contract is, which is about 18 and some change, 18 million and some change. That's the hangup right there because now teams are trying to figure out if the Browns will eat some of that cap, um, you know, in order for them to take Baker or how is it going to work, you know? So that's the biggest hangup. So for me, and I'll answer this question, and then I'll throw it over to you. Right, right. Um, you know, the question I'm going to ask is, when does he go? And my prediction is, when 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 does he leave? It can be anywhere. Well, my hard prediction is going to be after the draft. That's that's what I'm thinking. But it could be anywhere after the draft, or maybe even up till, uh, you know, up until before training camp. Um, like like the Browns are not in a rush at all. So let me let me throw it to you because I don't want to take up all the good points. Go ahead. Let me throw it to you. Well, I honestly agree. I do agree with that timeline. I mean, I do think that he's going to end up getting traded at some point after the draft. I wouldn't be shocked if they even pulled a, what they did with Corey Coleman. If you, I, I name that, by the way, before I forget, welcome back to the league, Corey Coleman, uh, who just, I believe, went to Seattle. But anyways, um, I do think that, you know, we're going to see something happen uh, probably at some point before I and mean, after the draft, and I would say possibly into when some of the off-season stuff starts to begin. I could even see like the fact is they I and mean, that's the one time of year when some I and mean, when stuff happens. I mean, 
keep in mind, nobody was expecting, uh, who was it, um, Tony Romo to get hurt and then see the rise of Dak Prescott. Right now, same thing if you really want to talk about it with someone like the Washington football team, who I wouldn't rule out completely because, yeah, they just got Carson Wentz, but we know Wentz's history at this point. Like, there's a few different quarterbacks that do have these injury histories that have gotten, and we've seen that camp more and more players get hurt. So I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up going into the first week, whether it's OTAs or training camp, a quarterback gets hurt, and then someone says, screw it, we're going to take a chance on him, and then just takes a flyer, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, You know, like everybody has said and what we continue to say, injuries happen, so you know, boom, you know, somebody goes down, uh, and then, wow, now Baker's trademark heats up. The, the thing is, is the Browns hold all the cards. You know, they don't have to do anything with him. They said that they've, they've even budgeted for his 18 mil to hit if he stays there even longer. Uh, now, the like I said, the offseason program is coming up. Doubt ba- Baker won't show up. I mean, he's still, remember, he's still re- rehabbing his shoulder as well, even though I heard he's been uh, throwing to, uh, I can't remember that report. I he's been throwing Beasley. Yeah, Cole Beasley, that's right. Yeah, he's been throwing with Cole Beasley and another receiver. Uh, but, you know, he's down there rehabbing and stuff, so he's, he wasn't going to probably show up for an offseason, uh, you know, program anyway. But he doesn't have to show up for that. There's no mandatory there. The mandatory stuff starts kicking in around training camp, but I'm pretty sure the Browns will figure out something. Um, so, like I said, we still got a lot more time, a lot more things that could happen in between that time. So I definitely see him uh, – you know, getting moved. It's it's not going to be a fact of where, you know, like how the 49ers are like a lot of 49er fans are scared because they think that Jimmy G is going to be on that roster regardless, whether it's like him starting again or whether him being a backup. This is definitely not the same situation because as we alluded to, we brought in Jacoby Brissett to back up Watson and we're not even sure if Watson is going to be taken out to at the start of the season anyway. So that's not going to happen. You will not see Baker suit up again for the Cleveland Browns. So let me just remind everybody, you are listening to Brownstown USA. And of course, you're joined by a guest, myself, L.A. Across from me is Eric. And uh, make sure you follow us on all social media at Brownstown USA. And make sure you sub- click and subscribe to us um, on all your streaming platforms that you are that you may be listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you're listening to it. But thank you. Thank you so much for the support. And uh, we're going to keep it rolling here, man. Uh, so, Eric. It's been quiet for us, free agent-wise, right? Uh, not too many things have happened. Uh, but uh, I will run down the list real quick of who we signed or designated or released or whatever like that real quick for the fans out there, just in case you might have forgot. Uh, we definitely uh, tagged David Njoku uh, with, a, with the franchise tag. We tendered uh, uh, wide receiver Jamarcus Bradley, tendered uh, guard Michael Dunn, tendered guard Blake Hantz. Uh, of course, you remember that we did cut Jarvis Landry, which we will be bringing up his name in a second. Um, we moved on from J.C. Treader. Uh, of course, uh, you, you guys know about the trade, the the fifth and sixth to Dallas for uh, Amari Cooper in a six. Released Austin Hooper. Uh, re-signed and brought back a, a nice name. I, I think I like this move here, Anthony Walker. Uh, we agreed the terms to defensive tackle uh, Tevon Bryan. Agreed to turns with wide receiver Jakeem Grants. Traded. Every, everybody's favorite. Traded linebacker Mac Wilson. He finally got his wish uh, in, in, in exchange uh, or to the Patriots in exchange for um, Chase Winovich. We resigned Chris Hubbard. And then we signed, of course, Jacoby Brissett and brought him in as well. Now, before we get to the names, Eric, that, uh, you know, that everybody is talking about as far as free agents that are still out there for us. Uh, out of these moves that we made, uh, was there anybody that we brought in that kind of, you know, like kind of made you, made you say, Hmm, that might be a nice little, might be a nice little trade or might, uh, I mean, besides Amari Cooper, was there anybody out of here that you was like, Hmm, that might be, that might be kind of nice. Actually, it's not so much someone that we signed as much as someone that we brought back. And this is one name that I've, 
honestly been thinking about a lot this offseason before we actually did it, and that was bringing back Chris Hubbard. Um, as hmm. much as, you know, he didn't work out as the uh, answer at right tackle back in the John Dorsey era, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, and people seem to forget about this, Chris Hubbard was a really good swing tackle or a really good guard and whenever we needed someone. And, well, as much as I know I clowned on Baker a little bit at the uh, beginning during the Sean Watson stuff, I do think that when Hubbard went down because of and because of injury, I feel like that was when the pieces started to crumble a little bit because – the fact of the matter is, we know that Michael Dunn and um, the other Dunn and um, our other offensive lineman that we did tender, um, whose name is escaping me right now. Uh, so I apologize. I don't mean that he's bad. I just <laughs> I'm having a hard time remembering because we have so many uh, offensive linemen that um, you know we seem to forget that he's actually a very competent tackle and a very competent player that you can just slot in just about anywhere. So I feel like that was a move that actually is going to be big for us. So I'm just going to say Chris Hubbard. I also think Chase Winovich is someone that I actually am personally excited for because this was somebody that I was pleading with the Browns to draft only a couple years ago. I mean, good on him. He did he did a little bit better than what people may know for his time with the Patriots. But honestly, I wanted this kid badly and he's doing pretty well. Yeah. It's kind of crazy with the chase Winovich thing, because I know um, as far as, you know, they were drafted in the same uh, draft and, you know, one was just a little bit higher uh, than the other. So that, that was kind of funny to kind of trace that history there. Um, the couple of moves that I like that stuck out to me is, of course, I like the Jacoby Brissett. I, I think that he is like the Watson light of of the you know the team. Uh, mirrors a lot of the a lot of the things that uh, that Watson does. So I, I definitely like that move because the one thing about the Browns that they do is that they would always have like their starter, and then they would have a backup that was completely different than the starter. And so it was like if whenever the starter went down you seen the whole offense have to shift around, you know, what the backup could do. But I think with this, regardless of Washington, you know, get suspended or not, or injured, you know, because that's still a possibility, regardless of, of who comes in between him and Brissett, you don't have to switch the offense around that much because they both have similar skill sets. And that's one thing I love. Uh, the other one that I actually like, too, is uh, them bringing in um, the wide receiver, Jakeem Grant. Um, the biggest thing that I looked out that looked that stuck out to me immediately when we signed him is I said, oh, he's basically like a, a, a better Jojo Natson um, because because they're the same they're the same size, same height. Um, and, you know, Jakeem Grant is a is a kick returner, punt returner. I think he actually does better on kick returns. But if we if you know, if you remember, we that was where we struggled at. I mean, they tried to throw everybody back there. Right. We had Jojo Natson at one point. We had uh, Anthony Schwartz back there at one point. We had uh, uh, Demetric Felton back there at one point. Like they, you know, that's the one thing for years that we've been trying to find a niche at, you know, who can return uh, punts and kicks. You know, I, you know, remember everybody was mad because remember we would throw Jarvis Landry back there sometimes. Like, so uh, I'm glad that we were able to bring in a, a specialist like that and hopefully he can do well and, and we don't have any problems there. Now, to the biggest names that everybody keeps talking about is we still have two guys out there that people want back, uh, Eric. And I'm going to ask you, man, Jarvis Landry and Jadavian Clowney, who do you see coming back or do you see both of them coming back? Um, I honestly do think that we do see both of them come back, to be honest. I mean... I know, and we know Jadavion Clowney. Um, there's been some reports. I haven't been able to verify them, but there's been some rumor that they've already agreed to a uh, deal. The thing is, he's just not putting a uh, pen to paper yet, which is something he has done in the past, as I think we both remember. Um, 
So I do think that a clowny deal is more than likely coming, mainly because I also do think that his market isn't what it used to be, especially with a draft class like the one coming up. That is very, very good with edge rushers. Um, as for Landry, I have a feeling that, you know, the way that the Browns have talked, the way that they you've seen players on the team basically rally around bringing them back, I think that eventually they are going to make, make a move to bring him back. Like, so I wouldn't be shocked there. To be honest with you, I'll even throw in a third name, and I know this is going to annoy people. I wouldn't be shocked if Odell actually did come back because Stefanski's hinted at it, Odell's hinted at it. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I just would not be shocked if that makes sense. Okay, well, I mean, you accomplished uh, what you said before you you said his name, and I'm yeah, I'm I'm initially annoyed by the Odell thing, but let me get to the first two first before I get my two cents on Odell. Um, with uh with Jarvis, I definitely see that happening. Uh, the biggest thing that we've seen, and uh, it was a report that came out earlier this morning, is that uh, well, we already knew that he had got new representation as far as his agent, but the reason why he let go of his old agent is because. The Browns had gave him a had gave him permission to seek um, seek out a trade. His agent wasn't able to find anything, nor was he able to get any money for Jarvis out there um, that you know that that Jarvis was comfortable with on the open market. So he changed up agents. That immediately started up a conversation back with the Browns because one, I think that Jarvis knows that there's not a huge market for him right now as far as the money that he was looking for. Now, I don't know how much truth it was, but it was getting floated around that he had wanted like $20 million a year. No way, Jarvis, you're going to get that again, man. Like, nope. I, I I can see something around an 8 to 10, but there's no way you're going to get 20 again. Um, So um, I think that that's why the conversations were able to be opened up with Jarvis. So I definitely see him coming back. I'm at about 85 to 90% with him. As far as Jadavian, I did see the report as well that you were talking about. Um, I think somebody floated out a number, and I don't know if this is just Twitter people or whatever, but I seen something floating around for like two years, 24 or something like that. Uh, but yes, the 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 conversation, they're still able to talk and everything, and, and Clowney has not slammed the door on that. But we know that Clowney is weird. He operates on his own time. Uh, you know, he wants to come in and do the bare minimum as far as the, at this point in his career. Um, and he waits, so he waits a long time, you know, be, you know, before he, t you know, signs with a team. Uh, I, the good thing about this off season though, is that the fact is, is that remember when we were waiting around for him last time, he was coming off of an injury this year. He's not, you know, so getting them back, you know, we sign him up and he's going to be able to hit the ground running. So that's good. Now, Odell, I'm, I don't want him back, and it's not because of everybody. What everybody else is saying, off, you know, the antics or whatever like that. Odell never bothered me, and and to be honest with me, um, to be honest with you, <laughs> and me, um, is that uh, I'm not mad at him for leaving uh, the way he did. I would have been very, very frustrated. I mean, if Baker still would have been our QB this season coming up, pretty sure you'd have seen a lot more wide receivers get frustrated as well. Overall, that entire wide receiver room production fell to the lowest that I've ever seen it fall like in a long time. So nobody was catching the ball. And he knows that, look, I'm better than that. So, he, you know, he gets his way out. The Browns oblige. He gets the Super Bowl ring. The biggest thing that nobody's really talking about is the fact that the dude is coming off of his second ACL on the same knee. He's going to take a while to come back. Like, his projection to come back wouldn't even be until – I want to say like maybe October, November-ish maybe um, for him to even come back. I don't know if – and then also too, I don't know what kind of money he's looking for either. So unless it was something that was kind of like on the cheap side, I, I, I can't see it happening. And then on top of that, like I'm not sitting up here. I don't want all the headlines. I don't want all the waiting around to see when he's healthy again. To me, I would just go ahead and pass on that. You know, to me, Odell wants to – I see him still staying out in L.A. Or, or or going to, like, a big market. But I, I think L.A. really wants to bring him back in. So I don't really see that on Odell. But I could definitely see uh, Juice and, uh, and Clowney coming back. Um, 
now before we get into these mailback questions, uh, and thank you guys on Facebook that follow us, Brownstown USA on Facebook. You guys are uh, kind of bombarded us with a lot of questions. Hopefully, we're, we were able to answer most of them just going through the regular show. But again, thank you. We'll have our mailback questions coming up soon. Uh, Eric, we still got a draft, right? We still got an NFL draft. This is weird uh, for me in my lifetime because normally the Browns have always had like some kind of top pick, like at the top, top, top. So, you know, uh, normally around this time of the year, we're sitting up there doing all kinds of mock drafts and just digging through and digging through. This year, I, I, I honestly haven't. Um, I know, we, you know, we still got our second round pick. Um, we still got a lot of picks, but I just haven't really dug deep, deep into it like how I would normally do, uh, you know, in previous seasons. But has there been any names out there, Eric, especially because I'm not going to try to, you know, bore anybody. If you guys really, really want to look into um, the mocks and stuff like that, uh, I want to say the OBR, they, they do like a little thing on Twitch where they go through and really, really dive in deep with mock drafts and stuff like that. So Browns fans, if you're looking for anything like that, check out the OBR. They do a really, really good job on that. But with that second pick, um, do you see or what names have you been hearing or what position um, are, are, are they looking or do you think they're looking at for that second round draft pick? Well, I think there's two positions that they have looked at and, I know, and this is just from what we've been seeing. Um, obviously, the big name that everybody's been talking about, big position that everyone's been talking about, has been tight end. Um, the two names I've heard the most have been uh, Jalen Weidermeyer from uh, Texas A&M mm. and Isaiah Likely from East Carolina. Or sorry, Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Um, and I don't know if those are picks that are going to be at the uh, in the second round, or if that's like third and beyond. But that's just been one. Another uh, spot I would definitely be looking at is defensive tackle. And that's because this is something that I actually did find out, not from the Browns, but from uh, the new head coach of the UConn Huskies, uh, Jim Mora Jr., um, Mainly because I do follow him since he is now the coach here at U here in Connecticut. But basically, um, the name I would definitely be keeping an eye on for that is Travis Jones, their defensive tackle. Um, he fits a lot of what Andrew Barry likes um, in terms of being young, having raw power, and just being basically raw to the point that you could actually play him. A little bit on the outside and a little bit on, the, but he's mostly an inside guy. So I think that's the name that, and those are the names to watch at this point. I mean, we're still about a month away, like a little less than a month away. So I'm sure there's going to be more names that do pop up, but those are the uh, main guys at this point that I would keep an eye on. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Definitely appreciate that breakdown. We'll start to see more. Um, I, I still think at at this position here, I still want us to get a wide receiver if we can. This this is so deep there. Um, so I'll have to look at some more mocks or whatever, but I still want us to get a wide receiver, man. I, I still think we need to add there. Uh, defensive tackle is, is another spot that, yeah, we definitely need to look at too. Um, but yeah, so I wouldn't be mad at, at a defensive tackle or a wide receiver, but like I said, uh, this week I would definitely start to kind of dive deep into the whole draft thing. Um, so I can get some names out there and, uh, you know, and then maybe we'll make a, you know, make something into it, um, as far as on the page or something like that, where we can dive deep into it. Right. Uh, let's see. Just kind of going through some of these, uh, questions on the mailbag. And like I said, thanks again. Um, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Brownstown USA, and uh, feel free to ask us questions. We'll try to do a mailbag uh, every little bit, and since it's the off season, we're gonna try to get a show in like maybe every other week or so, as of right now, unless something um, big breaks. But I'm kind of going through them. Um, do do. Let's see. A lot of these we had already answered. Um, Okay, I'll throw this to you, Eric, because you like to talk about them so much. Uh, we got a 
Question from Clay Callahan on Facebook. With Jarvis wanting to come back and Kevin Stefanski saying he likes Odell, is it safe to say the, f- the finger point, um, the finger that is pointing at uh, Baker for the locker room issues? Um, I don't know if it's – I think that there is a good portion of it. Like, we did talk about it after the Packers game with John Johnson, I believe, saying something as well um, with running the football. We do know other players have vented some frustrations, but, you know, I'm not going to sit here and concede that it's all on Baker, if that makes sense. I mean, last year, there was just a lot that broke down, and when you lose, it's easy to sit here and say that something's... and see just stuff start to get ugly. Um, I do think now we are going to see... um, We're going to see more and more stories over the next probably a couple years um, started to come out. I mean, we're already starting to see with Urban Meyer and what really happened in that time period, if that makes sense. But I do think that we'll have to wait. I, I just wait and see at this point. I would definitely put the blame on Baker for like about 50 to, per, and 50 to 60% of it at, at this juncture, though. Uh, that's a good answer. Yeah, I'm not going to pile up on Baker. Uh, like I said, I know that he he does what he does um, as far as off the field, on the field, uh, however it was. But it's kind of what we already knew about him coming in. I mean, he was already like that, you know, with planting the whole, you know, uh, flag at the Ohio State on the field. Uh, we seen him walk around with a chip on his shoulder. That's kind of what made everybody kind of fall in love with him in the first place is because he, he, he always just had that chip on his shoulder. So, honestly, I feel – that, yeah, if he would have actually won, then none of this stuff would have even been a problem. Everybody kind of would have swept it under the rug because we just know what kind of guy he is. But if you're going to be that kind of guy, you got to be able to bring it on the field. He has not been able to do that consistently. So, therefore, now we are where we are and, and why we're looking at what we're looking at now. So, I'm not going to just blame him for everything. Uh, but, you know, just like when there's a win or a loss on the field, there's always going to, you know, they, they always come back to the QB. It's going to be the same for the locker room, too, unfortunately. And that's kind of – it just comes with the territory. So, again, not bashing Baker on here. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you kind of got to look at it like that. Now, Eric, this is a question um, before we get out of here that I know you're going to love. But uh, we got a question for um, from uh, Jared uh, Zupanich. I hope I'm oh, saying I that know. right. I know who you mean. Good old Jared. Yeah, Jared. Jared asks, uh, what is the kicking situation looking like this year? Well, if they stick with the guy we have right now, we have a, we have someone that was a practice squad kicker. Um, I'm trying to pull up the name uh, as we speak, um, but we have a guy that we signed for the last couple games of the seat. Ah, here it is. Uh, yeah, the NAG. No, not him. Uh, a name that I think a lot of people uh, don't want to associate with. Oh, blew it. Blew it. Yup. But um, I honestly do think that what you're going to see is I think you're going to see the Browns make a move at kicker in the draft. I mean, whether it's Matt Ariza from San Diego State, um, Cade York from LSU, or the kid from Texas, I can't, whose name always escapes me. I, I'm not going to take a guess because I don't want to uh, give a name out and then it's like, who? But there's a kid from Texas that's also out there right now. Um, So it's either going to be blue it or they're going to do, uh, or they're just going to go ahead and draft somebody. But especially now that we have another late and late draft pick, but Honestly, I think that if last year's anything to go off of, because as I believe people remember, and this is going to be infamous, we nearly took Evan McPherson, and the plan was if he dropped to the fifth round, which he did, we were going to take him. The problem was the Bengals had the pick and had a pick before us, and they took him. So instead, we ended up with Tony Fields. Yeah. No, this is um, this is gonna be a situation where I think we're gonna see a difference um at kicker and punter actually, um and I heard that this is the draft to do it. Uh, there's some phenomenal punters in this draft I've been hearing, um some decent kickers, 
And like you said, we picked up a lot of late round draft picks and we probably aren't done picking them up depending on whatever we will and deal next. So uh, this is going to be the draft to do it, man. But again, you know, you can't can't end the show without talking about some kickers and some punters, man. So uh, shout out, you know, to everybody who commented and participated in the mailbag. Like I said, again, follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Brownstown USA. Make sure you follow myself at L.A. underscore broadest on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And follow Eric on Twitter at Stashball. And did you change your name on Instagram yet, man? Man, I've been meaning to. I just have not gotten around to it, so don't even worry about it. Besides, I'm trying to, <laughs> besides, I'm trying to get more active on Twitter. So please give me a reason to be more active on Twitter other than to just look at uh, people reporting Browns news that uh, have no business reporting it. <laughs> but yeah um again guys thanks a lot for the support uh make sure again you subscribe on all your podcast streams you know subscribe to us give us a review five star review uh any kind of review whether good or bad we like to know how our show is doing so again appreciate you guys and uh we'll check back in with you a little bit later hopefully we get some more news to come out um soon so we can go ahead and hit you up with another podcast but we're in the offseason, guys, you know, and it's been a it's just been a wild one in the NFL altogether. So we until next time. Go Browns. Yes, sir. Go Browns.